Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host Sarah. I'm Sharla. And I'm Heather. And this week we are going to be talking about you, our listeners. We're doing listener Q&A and oh my goodness, we asked for questions and you guys delivered. We got <laughs> questions. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to get to them all in this episode. So if we don't answer your question this episode, we will try to get to it in another episode soon. These are actually our favorite podcasts to I was going to say, this is my very favorite kind of podcast. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah, we love these because we love getting to hear from you guys and we love knowing you know, like what, what issues you're running into and what problems you're having and, you know, what do you want to know about? And, um, it's just, it's really helpful for us actually to know what you guys have questions about, because then it helps inform like, what do we write about and what do we talk about and what do we, you know, so these are great all the way around. Um, plus we just like hearing from you guys. So, you know, we love getting your emails. It uh, us that we're not just sitting like in a little box talking to each other. There's people out there. There's actually <laughs> listening. Yeah. Um, so Charlotte and I are headed to New York City tomorrow. We are going on our cruise with you. Uh, and as is often the case when you travel during hurricane season, we have a very large rainstorm headed for us. Uh, here's here's a, uh, you know, a Scrabble word for you. Bombogenesis. Ooh, big words. Big word, right? Yeah, so a bombogenesis (laughs) is what is happening here. uh, And it is a, I forget what the exact definition is, but it's a mid-latitude storm that increases in speed rapidly over a short period of time or something. Anyway, so that's what's happening for us. It is a 100% chance of rain (laughs) and high winds for tomorrow. So, Well, uh, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. The good news (laughs) is, is that it should be gone for the most part, by the time we set sail on Thursday and the ship is going south, kind of southeast ish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the storm is going the other way. So hopefully we should be okay, but we might be in for some, uh, little bumpy water, little waves here or there, which doesn't bother me. Me either. I'm yeah. excited. I like, I, I don't like walking around the ship when it's like that, but I will go to bed and I will sleep during yeah, the I was, rocking i love it oh sleep like a baby oh, yeah, i love, I it. love yes. it yes and i don't get motion sick knock on wood so not worried about that but yeah. uh so if you want to hear more about our trip and heather's upcoming trip to disneyland next week you can listen to our patreon extra uh that is just for star subscribers people who are supporting us at the two five and ten dollar a month level uh and that's at patreon.com slash disney park princess so let's get into the news because there is all kinds of news this week yeah. All right. Let's start with the one that we were all talking about sort of over the weekend. Heather, why don't you tell us about the New Year's Eve party um, <laughs> <laughs> at Riviera? So I actually um, got this in my DVC magazine, and that's how I found out about it. They are doing a huge New Year's masquerade ball uh, at Topolino's at Disney's Riviera Resort. And that sounds really cool, right? Like, I'm all yes. in. Okay. I, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to put on a, a Venetian carnival mask and have a ball gown. I'm oh, in. I'm going full labyrinth. Like, I'm right? going full labyrinth. Like, yeah. it's you got to be all in for this. Like, you know, and you're going to be at this fancy restaurant, and there's going to be champagne, and there's going to be fireworks viewing. Amazing. Sign me up for $550 a person. <laughs> and now you've lost me. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm out. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just. $300 way overpriced like for 250 a, a nice you know New Year's Eve party I totally get that there's gonna be entertainment fireworks food um, an open bar 
all in for two fifty, not five fifty. That's just yeah, a little too yeah. much. That well, I asked. I asked if it included a night of stay because I thought maybe at that price it does, yeah. but no. But I mean, no. so I mean, it so does for, include your carnival mask, though. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought, yeah, we were all like, this sounds awesome, but holy cow, that's expensive. I mean, that's eleven hundred dollars for two people. Two for people. A yeah. And you don't even have anywhere to stay. So you, you have to either drive home or, you know, pay for a hotel room either there or elsewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who do, and I mean, I get it because you would obviously want to stay there because then you could just get in the elevator and go. But right downstairs and go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But I know. Not a, five, not a 550 person. And look, everybody listening to this knows that we are happy to pay for you know, experiences, <laughs> it's, yep. you know, but even, yeah, nope, not, not at that price. Too much, <laughs> too, too much, much Disney. And I mean, it's, it sounds like a really cool concept, but that was just a little crazy. Yeah. Now you've gone too far. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the Skyliner. It's reopened as of yesterday or this morning, it reopened. So that's good yep. news. Yep. Um, it is modified hours. So it is not the full hours that it was running before. Um, so it sounds like they're going to be shutting it down a little earlier in the evenings from what I understand than they had been previously. So um, did, did they give a reason for that? Is it, do they think the accident happened because it was just running too long? Maybe, you know, the, the mechanics get tired or was it yeah, it's, it's Disney. They didn't give a reason for anything. <laughs> No, well, that's not true because they said their reasoning on the sign it says, as the case with gondola systems around the world, you may experience some time in the air or some slowdown. <laughs> and they put up a sign that said, gondolas all around the world do this stopping thing. It's totally normal. So. I love I love Disney. It's always signage after incident. Like, you right. know, <laughs> come on. Right. So, so for those of you who are excited about the Skyliner, it's good news. Yeah. Um. And and if you ride it, you know, let us, us know. Let us know what you think. Um, did did you make it to your, you know, did you? Did I need you... like a solid thirty days of no incidents yeah. before I'm confident to get on that thing. Yeah. Well, I want to know like how often how often does it stop? Because their Disney's sort of explanation as to why no AC is oh well as the gondola is moving the air moves through the gondola and keeps you nice and cool and and people report that that is the case as long as the gondola is moving but now there's a sign that tells me that it's very good possibility that the gondola is not going to be moving for at least part of my trip so I want to know how often that happens and how long does that last for because I like me some AC yeah <laughs> we'll see uh all right um Walt Disney World announced that Test Track is going to be going down for a refurbishment in early 2020. Um, Are we going to bring back the real Test Track? Because that's great. The real Test Track. (laughs) I I don't think it's going to be down long enough to do a major thing, too. No. Um, This isn't like a year-long refurb or anything like that. Yeah. From what I read and understand, it's going to be a refurb, basically Mm. just to spiffy it up a little bit. Because, as we know, Spaceship Earth is going to go down for a couple of years. Um, so they're just trying to keep everything that are their big showstopper attractions yeah, know, up and running yeah. while everything is. Yes. You have to keep to what's left operational. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They don't have much yeah. at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So back over to Disneyland and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. There is some new uh, new grub coming to uh, 
the food offerings at Disneyland. How do you want to tell us about that? Yes, forgive me because I don't have it in front of me, so I, I don't know the names of it, but I got obscenely, like irrationally excited about this on my couch <laughs> last night when I saw it, that they have at Ronto's Roasters, they're now bringing in a vegan offering, and it's kind yep. of like a falafel type of thing, and I was like, oh my I gosh, I have to I go. Know, but they're, really- they're calling it the Ronto Less Wrap. <laughs> <laughs> I love it it so much. I'm so excited. And I really need it to be there when I go next week because I'm trying. I'm sad we didn't try any of the food when we went there um, in August. So maybe I will force myself to find something there. Yeah. I was also interested to see that they're making the charcuterie board, which was a secret menu item previously, is now an official menu item at Oga's. Cats out of the bag. Everybody yep. knows about it. Everybody knows about it. But I was also very interested to see that this is all just at Disneyland. Um, none of these offerings are coming to Walt Disney World, as far as we know, yet. I would assume they would at one point if they're popular enough, but who knows? So. I wonder if, because um, like I had mentioned when all of the vegan stuff came out, that it's odd that it was coming to Disney World first and not yep. California because almost everybody here eats plant-based at least 75% of the time. So I'm wondering if they had just gotten a lot of complaints or questions um, from Galaxy's Edge, from guests there saying, hey, what about us? Is there something that we we don't want, you know, a barbecue or whatever it may be? So maybe that's where this is coming from. Maybe. Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, all right. So let's stay on dining for a second because <laughs> we all had fairly strong reactions to this news. Sharla, you want to huh. talk about... Uh, the changes to sort of how guests at Walt Disney World make and modify their dining? Yes. So on the surface, it doesn't seem like it's that much of a change. But when you look at it, it really is. Um, so now WaltDisneyWorld.com or My Disney Experience in the app is now the preferred method to making your Walt Disney World dining reservations. Um, it used to be that the app was there and the website was there but they pref- the preferred method was that you called in and as of last week they say that the app and the website is the preferred way to do it basically saying don't call we want you to do it all online <laughs> um <laughs> so for us as travel agents this poses a problem there's we won't get into all of that but we don't have access to doing that except for calling in um, unless we have all of your My Disney Experience account info, which Disney also says we're not supposed to have. <laughs> so right. it's so it's kind of a, a catch twenty two for us here because it's it's hard. But yeah. for every for anybody, you know, they basically don't want you to call. So if the website is not working, which we know that that is an issue with Disney, or if you have a party of um, eight or more, or is it 10 or more, 10 or more, I think eight you can book, you can book up to 16 now up on online uh, at some places, at, at some places, at but some, some places. Yeah. So anyway, so that you can still call in and they say, yeah, yeah, you can still call in, but they basically you know, it's not say their that preferred way. you can call in for parties of eight or more anything less than that. They're not going to talk to you. They want you to do it online. Yeah. Here's my problem with that. Like personally, I love to do it all online. It's a lot faster and I'm always going to make my own personal dining reservations online for work. I have to call in. So now Mm -hmm. I can't do that. What does that mean? But yesterday I was making a reservation for Justin's birthday dinner next month and I went and I did it all on my Disney experience and there's nowhere to put a celebration. You can note your food allergies, but you can't note a celebration. So now I have to call in. Yeah 
to add his celebration and the cast member was super nice and super pleasant but at first she was like oh what do you want like she like it was almost like she was having to get ready to tell me she can't help me but then I was like I just want to I made a reservation I need to add a celebration oh okay I can help you with that so what's the point of having to do it online if I still then have to call in to do something as simple as what should be checking a box I don't know I don't know yeah and I, I would prefer to do it online too but it just doesn't work that way and I will just continue to call in when I need to. And if they give me any guff, I will say, okay, give me a way to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I also feel like this is sort of Disney's way of telling us that um, there's going to be less cast members available on yeah, the phone yeah, lines. I agree. Um, Which means so longer full, hold times. Hold times are going to be increasing. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would think it would mean shorter hold times because if they're saying do it online, then people should do that. However, however, that's not how it works. That means they're cutting their cast members hours or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it will, I mean, time will tell how well this works. If it even changes anything, because we can still technically do it online. They just say they don't want us to, I mean, on the phone, Uh, we can still technically do it on the phone. They just don't want us to. They just don't want us to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't call us. We won't call you. (laughs) Disney. Uh, All right. So back over to Disneyland. Uh, So California recently passed a law that bans basically single use toiletries in hotels. So this applies to Disneyland as well. I did not know this until you just told us maybe 10 minutes ago. (laughs) I'm a great California citizen. I had no idea this was a thing. (laughs) So and it makes sense, right? I mean, people and companies everywhere are sort of trying to move away from single-use plastics. And I get that and I support that, but yet I still want my toiletries to take home. I still want my H2O plus. So I'm a little sad about that, but I get it. It's all for the greater good and I'll get over it. This is what I said too. Like I, I want to save the planet because it's the only one we have and it's basically dying but I want my little bottles. So I have found a devious way around it. I'm just going to go to Target and buy the little empty ones and then fill them up from the ones in the shower. There There you go. go. There you go. Then I can just keep reusing it. I know, but I love some of the other, like the other toiletries that they don't give you the bulk of. Like when we stayed at the Grand Californian, you know, a couple months ago and we got like after sun care and we get like all those little oh gosh, extra things. Grand Californian used to have the cutest like little foot peppermint foot rub. So we yes. back to oh, the yeah. parks and then they haven't done that in a couple of years, but I used to love that. Yes. So like all yeah. those, like, Oh, I'm going to miss those. That's it's making me sad. Well, because it's such a, like it's an extra added amenity. So if you're paying these high prices and you're supposedly right. staying in a five-star hotel or an upscale hotel, you want something to like feel a little, you know, a little special. And yes. that's what those were. Yeah. It was a li- little, little extra thing you could bring home, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, we had this when I've had it at Walt, at Walt Disney World before and on our cruise on the dream in May, we had the, the bigger, you know, things that were attached to the wall and I didn't mind it. I missed bringing it home, but I didn't mind it in the actual bathroom. So no, I don't know. that being yeah. said, I, you know, yeah, I'll miss it, but I think it's, I, I hope that other people follow suit because at other hotels and stuff because it's really yeah well in california they have no choice because they made it a state law so yeah Yeah. um and i think other states are going to do the same i think this is a a trend that we will continue to see Um, i agree all right and then last but not least um the new redesigned buses are rolling out across walt disney world and charlotte and i saw some of them on our trip a couple weeks ago and i didn't love them at 
first, the you know, with the big character paintings on them. Um, I saw a picture of Figment. One, that's and it was and right. <laughs> and now I've changed my mind. Yes. So now they then they rolled out the Figment one and I was like, darn it. Now I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I am hesitant, I would say, is like, how does it look on the inside? Like, Because, you know, sometimes when you're on the inside and you're looking out the window, even though you can see through it, you still have that, like, that little gray that weird, screen, yeah. like the scrim. That's annoying because yep. I'd like to just look, but I don't care because it's Figment. But here's where they really won me over. And this is this just makes my little tech savvy heart go pitter pat. They put Wi-Fi on them. <laughs> the well, new buses have Wi-Fi. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I was very excited to see that because mo Wi-Fi, mo better. Um, all right. I don't, I mean, I, Wi-Fi isn't going to do it for me because I, like every time I am on the Disney Wi-Fi, I get signed out and it's a pain. So I always end up turning it off anyway. <laughs> what I really need them to do is put in little charging stations at each seat. Yeah, like, that would be great. Right? That, that would, would be, be better. Um, yeah. That would be the perfect um, um, addition to the bus. But then again, you know, buses aren't necessarily for that. And that's why they want you to buy the mini or, you know, get the minivan because they have charging on the minivan. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The wildly overpriced minivans now. Yeah. Um, I used to love them so much. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Off topic. Uh, all right. So that does it for our news this week. Next up, we're going to be answering your questions. So who wants to read the first one that we have here? Uh, I will read it. Uh, this is from Julie. Um, and welcome home because this is we're late here getting to your email, but that's okay. Um, I Hi, ladies. I'm headed to Disneyland for the first time with my husband in September without our teenage daughters. And I'm beyond excited. We will attend the parks for two full days. And the other two days will be my husband wandering Galaxy's Edge in the parks solo until I get out of my conference late afternoons. We're doing a World of Color dessert party on our first night of full touring when it's not the Halloween party and Fantasmic Dining Package at Blue Bayou on Friday night of our stay. Okay, so here's her questions. Your, what are our favorite quick service restaurants or snacks for Disneyland newbies? And how much do you recommend touring DCA versus Disneyland? We have park hoppers for all four days. And then uh, thank you. I look forward to you your podcast and blog posts every week your friendship shines through and i love hanging with you ladies on my way to work so welcome back from your trip uh sorry we didn't we haven't had a listener questions thing in a while so um i hope that you had a good time and let us know how it was um but to answer the questions for everyone else or for a next trip Heather's um, like stretching. She's like warming yeah, yeah. up to like answer this. this one. She's yeah. like, <laughs> all right, ready. All right, Heather. Favorite quick service restaurants or snacks for Disneyland newbies? I could spend an hour. Okay. H hands down. Favorite uh, counter service is the Plaza Inn at Disneyland Park. I also love Plaza Gardens Grill at DCA and Earl of Sandwich at D uh, downtown Disney. Also now, the what is it called? Whitewater Snacks at the Grand Californian. They redid that whole menu and it's awesome. Um, they have a really good avocado toast for breakfast. Snacks. <laughs> you need to get the churro funnel cake at Hungry Bear Cafe. You also absolutely must get a Matterhorn macaroon that is at Jolly Holiday Cafe. Um, both of those are at Disneyland Park. Um, and then whatever their seasonal treats are, like right now, they actually have a food guide, a food guide to Halloween at the two parks for Disneyland because they put in so many new snacks. So there's like a really cool pumpkin spice milkshake and stuff like that. So 
Anything yeah. that's seasonal, try that. Yeah. And Heather has a whole blog post on the snacks that you must try at Disneyland. So if you go to DisneyParkPrincess.com and look under Disneyland, uh, Disneyland Dining, that blog post will be in there. So you should be able to find it. Um, my and a corn dog. And a corn dog. Yeah. <laughs> my personal favorites are, um, I love Jolly Holiday Bakery. I do really like the Plaza Inn. Um, yeah. And Earl of Sandwich. I'm completely addicted to Earl of Sandwich. So. Um, I really like Hungry Bear for, um, she mentioned the churro funnel cake, but I really, really like their sandwiches there. I think they're really good. You know, I don't think I've ever had their sandwiches. Uh, they have this like, um, I think it's like a fried green tomato BLT or they used to have that. Mm-hmm. It's excellent. Yeah. Very, very good. And then how much do you recommend touring DCA versus Disneyland? I'm going to say equal time pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I- agreed. And Disneyland having... is so close. It just makes it so easy with your park hoppers. Like you can start the day one, you know, I want to go to lunch over here. You can go back and forth five times. It's mm-hmm. 10 seconds apart. So it's really easy. Yeah. yeah. Which is one of my favorite things about it too. So. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Moving on. Thank you for your question, Julie. We appreciate it. Um, and thank you for your words. You made me missed up a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So our next question is from Mia. Heather, why don't you read this one? Okay, so Mia says, hi, ladies, I have the possibility of being in Disney World this February for the National High School Cheerleading Championships. I know all regular Disney travelers hate when this goes on. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I actually like to watch this on ESPN. I think it's really cool, but whatever. Um, but we are looking to... Um, we are looking to one big team dinner outside of the resort, thinking that one of the restaurants at Disney Springs will be the best bet. We won't know for sure if we were if we are going to be going until December, so I wouldn't be able to make any kind of reservation until then. We have a group of around 15. What places do you recommend for a party this size? It is a bunch of teenage girls, and most can be very picky, so I'm thinking something neutral. Any suggestions? Love the podcast and appreciate all the help. Well, Mia, you're lucky because you have over eight people, so you can call into Disney to make your dining reservations, <laughs> and they'll be able to help you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like with a big group, it's usually you're going to wind up either put a, being put in a corner or a room with or a restaurant with a special room on the side. Um, for picky eaters, immediately I go to homecoming, right? Like it's you know all that fried chicken, salad, like that really good comfort food, mac and cheese. So that might be a good bet, but I don't know how much space they would have for a large group. What about- I have I have something that is not at Disney Springs, but is not in a park. So if you don't have tickets or whatever, um, but at Fort Wilderness, they have the Trails End Buffet. Oh my gosh, it's and, so good too. Yeah, and they can, I know they can accommodate large groups. Um, I feel like it's a hidden gym. And so a lot of people, so you would have a larger um possibility of getting it even technically last minute yeah Um, yeah I think any buffet would be a good Uh option with teenagers because then that way you don't have to worry about them ordering off the menu or whatever they can just pick and choose what they want from the buffet trails End is a great option they share a kitchen with the hoopty do review so it's the same fried chicken that you can get at the hoopty do review is available on the buffet at trails End buffet and it's really good fried chicken um kate mag cafe if you wanted to do a breakfast like a character meal would be a fun one um even at dinner it's a seafood buffet at dinner so that may or may not appeal to many people, but um, they do have non-seafood options there as well. So yeah, I would say any buffet at a resort, um, you know, would be great with teenagers. 
Also, possibly uh, Kona Cafe at Polynesian, if mm-hmm. you can get a reservation there. We've, ha- we've been there with a big group of people. Um, and it was, yeah. there was, a, there's a lot on the menu for, for just about everybody. So, I mean, it yeah. ranges from like steak to sushi. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Planet Hollywood at Disney Springs also might be appealing to teenagers. It yeah, has a, I, you know, mm-hmm. big, big I, venue. I haven't eaten there. Well, I don't know if I've ever eaten at that one. But I've, I've never eaten, eaten since, at that one. Since it, um, since it reopened with the new menu. New menu. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, have fun, Mia. And, uh. <laughs> I'm laughing. I, I mean, I God love speed, watching Mia. Yeah, Godspeed, yes. Um, but also, the other thing is, I wouldn't wait to make the reservation. Like, you can always cancel the reservation. So I would make the reservation for 15 people, and then if it turns out you're not going, just cancel it. But but better to have it and and yeah. not need it than need it and not be able to get it. Yeah, so, and don't exactly. forget to cancel it because they charge ten yeah, ten dollars per person. So, so definitely cancel it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So next. Up. This question is from Jessica. Hi, ladies. Sorry I didn't get a chance to write in to let you know how we pulled off the surprise. Oh, I remember this. Okay. Uh, summer has been keeping us very busy. We had a plan that my parents were going to surprise my son at the beach club bus stop before we headed to the Magic Kingdom for the day. Unfortunately, getting a six-year-old and a one-year-old ready for a park day is more complicated and time-consuming than we had anticipated. <laughs> my parents made it to the bus stop, but we were running behind. They jumped on the next bus and headed to the park to get through security and found a bench to wait. We were about 20 minutes behind them and kept them updated via text. Gotta love cell phones for that. When we made it through security, they came walking up to us and asked if they could join us for the day. My son was so shocked he didn't say anything. He just smiled. He was completely thrown off by it. After it sunk in, he gave them hugs and asked if they could ride what they could ride first together. He had to hold grandma's hand to go through the gates. It was very cute. It was a great day filled with memories to last a lifetime. Oh, thank you so much for your ideas. If this happens again, I think I would just have them knock on our door at the hotel. Having a surprise <laughs> happen there, I think would have given my son more time to process it. Hope you had a great time at Disneyland and Disney and D23. Can't wait to hear all about it. Thanks, Jessica. That's so cute. That reminds, me, that reminds me of Copley's reaction when you surprised him, Charlotte, at the end of our cruise and you yeah. just came home with me and he just like, he normally would jump all over you, but he was so surprised. He just sat there and shook and like yeah. just, sat on, <laughs> just sat on her lap for 15 minutes shaking. Like he didn't know what to do. About it. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Uh, all right. So our next question is from Maura. Charlotte, you're up. Okay, so I, I kind of combined um, a couple of Moore's questions um, together because she wrote oh, yeah. a couple of emails. Yeah. So, okay. All right, so now that you've had your trip to Disneyland, I was wondering if anything surprised you about Disneyland, whether it was the weather options or lack of options for food, shopping, snacks, photos, or if you were surprised by customer service amenities at the hotel, uh, etc. So let's do that one first, and then we'll talk about the other question. Well, I'm being uh, curious about your reactions because I'm there fairly regularly. Right. Yeah. I was surprised how low the crowd levels were for the time period that we were there because I keep yeah, Heather tells us all the time Disneyland is crowded every single oh. day, 365 days a year, and then we get there and it's not crowded at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I expected fantastic. It, yeah, it was fantastic. I expected it to be crowded since C23 was there too. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that was it too. Is most people were across the way at the convention center and not in the park. So but even, even the days that we were there before D23 started, because we were there for a couple of days before the expo started, um, it was fantastic. The crowd levels were, I mean, really, really great. And turns out, Heather told us that um, the schools had all just gone back. So it was like the first week of school. It was like for all literally the 
two days before they had went back to school. Yeah. So it was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that surprised me was, um, speaking of the like amenities at the hotel, not the amenities per se, but just the, I had not seen the Grand Californian since it was updated a couple of years ago. And I loved it. I mean, I loved it before, yeah. but it was just so, it was like a subtle update, you know, how, mm-hmm. how cute it really was. I the really rooms that. were so much brighter than I remember them being like just so much lighter and brighter. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then her next question is um, about Oga's Cantina and versus um, Trader Sam's. And she said, I've heard that Oga's is supposed to have some shenanigans, but some people didn't think there were any. So let us know if it's worth if it's worth a visit. So well, we did talk about in, this. <laughs> in Disneyland, there are zero shenanigans whatsoever. Yeah. And you, it's basically a bar and you sit there and it's very loud where mostly you stand there and you have your two cocktails and then you leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Disney so, World, on the other hand, is totally different. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago with how the with the difference that that we found at the two. So, I would compare more Walt Disney World a little bit more to Trader Sam's than um, than the one at Disneyland for sure. Yeah. yeah, I would say if you are a Star Wars fan, it's probably totally worth a visit because you're stepping into something you've seen in the movies. Um, for me, I don't really care to go back. I don't need to. Uh, you know, it's a bar and that's about it. And I, not even a bar where I could sit down and relax. I had to stand at the bar because that's just how it's set up. So yeah, the, the, there are very few tables there. There are a few, but you get assigned a spot when they, when they bring you in, they, they bring you to a spot. And if you get a table, you get a table. And if you get a bar top, you get a bar top. So mm-hmm. you don't get to choose. Um, yeah. And there's no like, Oh, look, they're getting up. Let's go over there. No, you mm-hmm. just are where you are. And that's yep. it. Got to stay there. Um, and there's no restroom inside. <laughs> so I, I decided I was going to go to the restroom and I had to go outside and they gave me a little bathroom pass to get back in. <laughs> you got a hall pass. <laughs> yes, I did. And the bathroom was quite a ways away. Um, yeah, like it's not close. <laughs> no, I mean, it's still in the land and everything. You know, I didn't have to leave, but it, it took a good four or five minutes just to walk over there to it. And then, but I did have this fun little bathroom pass to get back in. It was really funny. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right. But I, 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 like Heather said, if you're a star Wars fan, it's still worth a visit, I think. Yeah. Um, all right, Heather, why don't you read this next question from Megan? Okay. Megan says, hi ladies. I am one of your biggest fangirls. No, Megan, I am your biggest fangirl. You're so cute. (laughs) (laughs) You have my dream jobs, and I'd love to hear a podcast about how you each worked your way into your current careers. Thanks so much. So obviously, she's referring to the fact that we are travel agents. Um, And I mean, I don't want to go into it too depth. Maybe it's something that we can do on a podcast, but I kind of just stumbled into this probably the way most people would think like oh I love to plan Disney vacations let me try I plan all of my friends vacations um, and I applied with my company and here I am almost 10 years later I'm yeah almost the same I uh, left my other job and knew that I wanted to do something with Disney but not I was unclear what and I've thought about being a travel agent and I was like I could do that and um, yeah it's been 10 years this month Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. (laughs) So mine's a little different than theirs um, because I was already working in the sort of Disney industry. I used to work for a guidebook company called Passporter, um, which sadly is no longer RIP Passporter. Um, And through my relationship 
with Passporter, I, I worked with the owner of our current agency on um, advertising for our newsletter. And she, every time I would see her, she would be like, you'd be really good at this. You, I think you should do this. I think <laughs> you should come work for us. I think this would be great. Um, so finally, but I didn't think I could because of my relationship with Passport. Anyway, it turned out I could and I did. And it's been 13 years. <laughs> so, my goodness. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So yeah, so it's it's one of those things. You know, we love our jobs. Everybody comes to it from a different way. There are lots of fantastic, you know, agencies out there. Um, and this job is great, but it's not for everyone. Um, so Can we just I, take a moment to say that it is still a job? It is yes. not like all rainbows and candy and sunshine and sprinkles. Like it's you have to work and there are good days and bad days just like any other yeah. job. Any other job. Yeah. And we do get to do lots of fun things and we do get to go lots of amazing places, but we also are frequently working at 10, 11 o'clock at night, 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. you know? 24 um, 7. Like there's no official vacation time. You don't get to take a day <laughs> off. I don't know if anybody's heard of this little typhoon that has been in uh, Japan over in the Pacific, but we had a group going to Japan right when the typhoon was hitting. So yeah. I worked all weekend changing yeah. flight all weekend, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So that's, you know, that's the flip side. Yeah. Yep. So it is, it is an amazing job and we love it very, very much. Um, but it is, you know, it has its realities like anything else. So, <laughs> um, but one book I do recommend to anybody who asks me about this job, it's called Home-Based Travel Agent by Kelly Monahan. It's available on Amazon. Um, you know, and if you're thinking about this job, I definitely recommend checking it out because it really go, sort of goes into the realities of what is um, required for this type of position. So, yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, cruise question, my favorite kind. Uh, the early, and this is from Sharon, the early 2021 Disney cruise itineraries just came out and I want to book a Marvel cruise in early January 2021. Disney hasn't announced which cruises will be Marvel themed. Why don't they figure this stuff out when they release the dates? What should I do? Pick one and hope for the best. I'm trying to look at past year's Marvel cruise itineraries to make my best guess. I want to take advantage of my gold castaway member status and get an early booking discount. Any hints or advice would be appreciated. Um, all right. When you guys want to take this. I mean, in years past, it's been, you know, February, usually early in the year on seven night or longer sailings on the fantasy. So I would say pick one and hope for the best. Yeah. So for example, for 2020, it's um, fantasy and magic cruises out of Miami select ones. So um, I think the shortest Marvel cruise is a five night. Um, but yes, they do. It's usually January and February. Um but then there are some in the fall sometimes. <laughs> so it just sort of, you know, sometimes they're out in New York. Like I remember they did them out in New York one year. There were Marvel cruises. And so, you know, um, it's, it, it, you know, but it's, it's always going to be, you know, January, 2021, chances are good. Yes, they're going to have them. And chances are good that they're going to be probably on the magic um, and probably on the fantasy. Those are your best bets. So yeah. Pick one of those and you should be in good shape. And not, not too early in January, though. Don't pick like the first sailing in January because yeah. that won't be one. Typically, it's been Eastern Caribbean on the fantasy that they do it, right? Usually, yes. Yeah. So that's that should give you but a But not always. So. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, know. You know. I know. <laughs> There's no exact science. In trying to predict why or when Disney is going to do anything is, you know, I mean... I know. And I know it's hard because, you know, she wants to do this, but she wants to book early. So it's, 
it is really a difficult thing to try and process how to how to do it. And yeah. I would just say pick one and hope that it is one. And hope for the best. And just yeah. know that you can always change. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. up until 120 days prior to sailing, you know, for most sailings, um, you can always switch to a different one if it turns out as you get closer that uh, the one you booked is not a Marvel yeah, sailing. Exactly. exactly. So. All right. Charlotte, why don't you handle our next question from Susan? Okay. Susan writes, what's the best time to go to Disney World for low crowds, you know, relatively speaking, and reasonable weather? I'm a first timer and I don't know how to start. That's really difficult, Susan, because reasonable weather can happen anytime or not. Yep. <laughs> Sarah, go ahead. I just wrote a whole blog about this. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's coming out this week. It'll be out on Thursday. Um, so depending on when you hear this, um, you know, go to Disney Park Princess. It'll be out on Thursday morning. Um, but I just wrote an entire blog about this, um, you know when to sort of how to figure how to figure this out and what our recommendations are so um but bottom line when kids are in school crowds are going to be lower but you have to keep an eye on festivals and run disney and all of those things but for low crowds and reasonable weather my favorite time all year early may yeah yeah um, I mean, I've been in January and it's been 90 degrees. I've been in January when it snowed. So again, the weather is going to just vary and there's no way to predict that. But yeah, late April, depending on when Easter is and early May is a fantastic time to go. Um, I also really like early February. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's going to be on the cooler side. There's going to be less humidity. Generally, you don't really need a jacket. Again, there's no way to predict, but it, it's a little bit uh, crisper. So that's nice too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, January, late, late January, early February, early May. Um, f- normally I say September, but if you're talking about reasonable weather, September I, is, it's just so hot now. <laughs> it's just so hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So moving on to our next question. Let's oh, go, go. Read. So excited. Go. This is from Sharon. Um, hi, ladies. I love your podcast. I am considering a first Adventures by Disney experience European River Cruise in a few years for my daughter's graduation trip, but it's so expensive. Can you give me every tip possible to save money? I heard you can purchase a placeholder for ABD on a Disney cruise and get similar discounts as rebooking a new cruise. Also, is the same is it the same as Disney Cruise where it's best to book on the first day the new itineraries come out? Do you get any onboard credit or other perks? My daughter has always loved castles ever since she was a child, so which river cruise would be the best for that? I need all the help I can get to make this happen. If I can't afford ABD, is a non-Disney river cruise still a decent experience? Sharon, I'm so excited for you. I did an ABD river cruise just last year, and I'm telling you, it was easily one of the greatest experiences of my life. It is amazing. Um, I'm with you, though. It's expensive. I will tell you that it is worth every penny, every penny. Um, But I think what a good way of looking at it is, is it's very different from an ocean cruise where almost everything's included in the rate that you're seeing through ABD. So all of your food, 
beer and wine at lunch and dinner. They also have, you know, a happy hour every day in the bar where that's included. Um, all of your excursions are included. Your Wi-Fi is included. Bottled water is included. They even have fitness classes that are included. Bikes that you can borrow if you want to go off into port on your own. Plus, you're getting the services of six adventure guides all included in the price. So even though, yes, it's a lot more expensive than an ocean cruise, you're getting a lot more for that money. So that's, um, you know, a good way of looking at it and kind of justifying the price. Um, regarding whether or not you can do a placeholder for ABD on a Disney cruise, I don't think that's a thing anymore. I feel like for a hot minute, like maybe two months, they did it back in the day, like right when ABD started to try to promote it, right? Is that correct? Like that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Not a thing. Nope. Not a thing. Um, they, te so they tested it. They did a test market sort of for it, but it didn't ABD work. is really, there's no, they're not, they're a luxury product. And so they're not going to discount that much. They do occasionally offer early booking discounts. Sometimes you might see, um, you know, that there's an itinerary or two that are not selling the way that they want. So they'll offer, you know, $400 off per person or $500 off per person, whatever that may be. So occasionally it'll be that you'll see that, but it's not every itinerary and every um, departure date. So that's just something you can play around with and look at. Um, but no, there's no, no, um, you know, early booking or rebooking a new cruise. There's no onboard credit. You don't need an onboard credit because you are not spending for anything on that, on these cruises, unless, you know, you want a cocktail at four o'clock in the afternoon and you go to the bar then. Uh, and then I'm up, you know, uh, adventure by Disney versus non Disney river cruises. Ah, okay. So, okay. She's always loved castles. If you want a castle cruise, do the Rhine, the Rhine river through Germany, um, and Amsterdam. That's going, I, I saw castles on the cruise I did, which was the Danube, but the most are going to be on the Rhine. Um, and if you want to do one, you know, ABD versus a non eight non-ABD, I would go with AMA Waterways. So that's the company that Disney partners with to do their adventures by Disney. So you would still get the same boat, um, the same cast. Uh, the only thing that's going to be different is that you will not have the adventure guides and the excursions are going to be a little bit different because adventures by Disney tailors their own excursions and they tend to be a little bit more active and there's a lot more of them for you to choose from whereas ama is going to be a little bit more of the the sightseeing let's sit in a coach type of thing they will have a few biking excursions but it's mostly a little bit more laid back um, and you'll have less choice to choose from um, and where the adventure guides come in is on an ama cruise they have your cruise manager mine was maddie she was fantastic i love her but she basically does the work of what disney's six adventure guides do um, so she has to be all over the place, all things to all people. So it's just not bad service by any stretch of the imagination. It's incredible. Um, but there's less personal because they have to deal with everybody on the boat. Whereas Disney has these additional six people to help you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for writing in Sharon. Go do it. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Our next question is from Nicole. Uh, she says, I have a question which I've kind of asked before, but oh well. <laughs> what cruise would you recommend for traveling with teens, especially those almost but not quite 18? That's a good question. Any I, mean, of, I, think I can't any tell if she's them. asking about Disney Cruise Line or she wants to know like Disney Cruise Line versus other cruise lines. I was going to say, do we tell her which line do we think? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Royal Caribbean and Disney both have a really great teen program. Yeah. Um, NCL also has a pretty decent one. I would stay away from the more adult centric ones like celebrity uh, princess for that type of thing. But it's not that they don't have those programs. They absolutely do. Um, but they just don't cater to children as, as well. Yeah. So there'll probably be less children your kid's age on there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, if, 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 you're, if you're trying to figure out which itinerary within Disney Cruise Line to do with teens, I mean, that to me, like, I mean, I have a teenager, you know, so, but but which itinerary doesn't really, part, you know, he's pretty happy to be on any cruise ship going anywhere. Yeah. He doesn't really care. So, um, you know, I would always, I would say, I would always say four nights or longer just because I think three nights is too short for absolutely anybody. Um, you know, it really just depends on your teen's interests, you know? Um, I think everybody should do, you know, a 10 night Mediterranean cruise, but that's just me. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So, but if they're interested in, if you're interested in more of a port centric cruise, then I don't think that the cruise line, I mean, the cruise ship itself matters so much. But if you're interested in, you know, staying on the ship and the activities, that Disney is fantastic at all of that stuff, no matter yeah. no matter which ship. But, yeah, I agree. Four nights or longer. I would do seven nights if you can because you're going to get a lot more out of it. Yeah. And you'll get more sea days, which means more time in the, in the teen club. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Charlie, you want to read this next one from Megan? Uh-huh. Um, yes, I just had to make sure I was on the right one. Um, okay. Hello, Disney park princesses. I may be too late with this question, but wanted some input on a dining reservation choice. Not too late. We just got this one. I think yesterday or two days ago, um, my family of four, two adults, two girls, ages 11 and eight will be staying at the grand Floridian this spring and are planning to dine at one of the magic kingdom area resorts on our first night. It's a short four day trip. And our theme is, our Disney favorites, uh, their theme is our Disney favorites, but want to try some new to us restaurants along the way. We are trying to decide between Ohana, Narcusis, California Girl, or the Spirit of Aloha show. We figure we will eat, then watch the fireworks and electric water pageant from the beach. Our girls are very well behaved at restaurants and pretty adventurous eaters. We are open to other suggestions at the resorts too, but these are a few we have heard um, some of, that are some of the better cuisine. And she says, thanks, ladies, Megan. Can I say all four of them are, like, fantastic choices? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But she Uh, should go to California Girl. California Girl. (laughs) Girl. It's my favorite restaurant anywhere in the world. California Girl. She should go to California Girl. Then, okay, that's decided for you then, Megan. Um, No other questions. (laughs) Um, Again, all of those choices are fine. I, I mean, I think they're all really good, and you're not going to have a bad meal at any of them. And I mean, um, Narcusis and California Grill, too, if you time it right, you can see the Magic Kingdom fireworks from both of those restaurants and both pipe in the music from Happily Ever After. So you don't really even have to go back to the beach to watch them. You can just watch them right from yep. the patios uh, at those restaurants. Um, and the Spirit of Aloha, I actually did this with my extended family a few years back while I was still living in Florida. Um, and we had kids from, I want to say, from like 10 down to 4. And they thought it was the greatest thing like it it was funny (laughs) it was cheesy it is not an authentic luau but it was just so much fun like their dad got pulled up and had to do the hula which they lost their minds over um 
And the food was decent. It is not on the level of California Grill or Narcoosie's, but, you know, it's fried rice and, like, what they consider, like, sort of, like, Asian and Polynesian. And it was delicious, and there's beer and wine included. So even if you're bored, you can have a cocktail. Yeah. All right. So I think that's all we have time for. We do have more questions, um, but um, we will have to save those for a future uh, future episode uh all we, right. will, we will try to do that very soon we will try to do that, very we'll do that in the next couple of weeks so we get to yeah. your questions yes. before yeah. you go yeah. yeah so we have it looks like three or four questions that we didn't get to so um we'll do another one i guess in maybe two weeks so if you have other questions you'd like us to answer info at disneyparkprincess.com is the best way to send that to us uh as always our facebook group is growing um, I'm so glad that I said something in the last episode about it not being the same thing as our page because we got a lot of members who said, oh, I didn't realize it was a different thing. And now I'm here. Um, so <laughs> we have our Facebook page. You can think of our Facebook page as sort of like the storefront, like the thing at the front that has like the posted hours and the basic information. <laughs> And then the group is like the community, you know, the group is, is, is you guys, it's our listeners and our readers and um, you guys can, you know, can talk to us and you can talk to each other and we post polls and questions and funny memes and you can share pictures of your trips and questions, all kinds of really good stuff. So, and it's so much fun. It's so much fun. So yeah. make sure that you join, make sure that you like our page and join our group. Um, and then of course you can also follow us on Instagram. Charlotte and I are going to be posting stuff when we can from our crews, uh, on our stories and you can follow us on Pinterest as well. And then stay tuned. Our Patreon supporters, we are going to be doing a Patreon extra up next about our upcoming trip and Heather's upcoming trip to Disneyland. So that's it. We will talk to you next week. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye.